So today we have Deborah, a People Success Manager at Buffer with us. Deborah, thank you for speaking for us today. Thank you. Hi. So I imagine most of our audience will be more than familiar with Buffer already, but just for those that aren't, can you give us a quick rundown on what Buffer do and your own role as a People Success Manager there? Sure. Um, so basically Buffer is a social media automation tool. Um, it makes it possible to save time and stay flexible and plan your online marketing strategy down to every minute. Um, so you can basically post into the future um, so that you know if you want to post in like two days, two weeks, or even two months, um, th that's all kind of taken care of. Um, and we also have like other products that feature the ability to access analytics and um, kind of manage your social media presence overall with like customer support and um, more kind of fun stuff like that. Um, then when it comes to my role, um, one thing that's funny is that um, Buffer is sometimes known for the tool, but also sometimes more known for the kind of culture that we have that's like asynchronous and distributed. Um, and so we care a lot about how we work, um, just as much as, as kind of what we build. So my role as a people success manager is particularly kind of focusing on, on things like that and making Buffer an exciting place to grow, um, where people can grow their own skills and kind of working on people's individual careers. Um, so there's kind of all about optimizing um, part of the teammate life cycle, which is really, really interesting for me. Um, so like developing like maintaining career frameworks and um, manager development, kind of like learning and development and things like that. So it's all about um, helping the team grow. Basically. Yeah, I think that there was two main reasons we wanted to speak to you today. One was obviously because of, of the tool uh, buffer, which is you know really useful for so many companies around the world, and the second one was because of the culture at Buffer, which we've heard a lot about. Uh, so I want to touch on those two things separately. So if I if I start with Buffer, um, how crucial do you think the automation process is that that Buffer allows for companies uh, for their success on social media? That's a really good question. So I think what's interesting is that one of the like superpowers that you might kind of hold with like um, social media is the ability to control time um, I've seen it for myself before working at buffer as an individual I was kind of like reading a lot of articles um, but kind of wanted to like spread the sharing throughout the following week to keep my, my presence consistent kind of engaging uh, with people at different hours that were more suited for that engagement so let's say if I read a lot of articles on a Sunday, but that might not be when, when people would be interested in me sharing them kind of thing. Um, so if you apply that to like being a business and wanting to like use social media to reach a wider audience, then the times you might be posting at or the kind of posting rhythm or the engagement might not be the same ones as your own kind of like free time schedule. Um, so like, you know, taking the example of uh, a food delivery service, um, it's most likely you would want to post something um, on Twitter or on Instagram um, just before someone's lunch break, lunch break, but that's probably when you're busy actually running your business. So that's kind of like the, the the thing for me that's really crucial there is that kind of the automating scheduling means you're able to like post more often. It kind of takes less time for you, and you're more productive, so you can like focus on on things that are um, maybe kind of creating more quality content, for example, or you know working with different time zones that are not accessible to you. Yeah, sure, because. It's so crucial to have a presence on social media nowadays, isn't it? And yet it's one of the most time-consuming things a business can do. And if you're a, a small startup with a team of, you know, just three or four people, it's hard doing your job and thinking about social media all day, every day as well. Yeah, exactly. And then you can, 
you know, engaging in the conversation is probably what's the most important part. So I think in a way, like Buffer kind of removes that barrier and kind of allows you to like spend more time actually doing that and engaging in those conversations as opposed to just spending time kind of being there at every moment where you think you might need to be there. I think. Sure. And I've seen a lot of uh, sort of talk and debate recently over the various social media channels. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about the growth of Instagram and maybe the decline of Twitter. Where would you say a business should be focusing their efforts on social media at the moment or should they be covering all platforms? Yeah, you're right. There's like always like a really strong debate between the different platforms and people having their own preferences. It's it's always a fun debate to be part of. Um, I think there's like two main things to it. First off, like a business should always be where their audience is. So it it doesn't really matter what kind of like people would recommend. It's uh, it's really based on where your clients are and where your audience is. So say if your audience is on Google Plus, like regardless of what people think of Google Plus, then that that's where you should be kind of thing and then um you know unless you're a huge business like whether your audience is really on every platform then we would recommend kind of, that businesses start with one or two platforms and just really focus on um on, on knowing where people are hanging out on really kind of rocking those social media platforms before thinking of it kind of being everywhere so specific to like twitter and instagram instagram is a super exciting network right now it's it's really all about that audience there um twitter still has a very very active community and we see it with buffer chat every week we get tons of engagement and customer service that's actually happening on twitter so i wouldn't say that that twitter is dying at all i think it's um it's just that maybe things are shifting and there's more opportunities for um different audiences to kind of be there so more instagram with image engagement as opposed to Twitter being more about like sharing kind of content. So I don't know if that, that's helpful. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I've seen a lot of talk recently on uh, businesses saying you should be building a community around your own business. Uh, and one such way of doing this is, is with Facebook groups. Is that something you've noticed at Buffer? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think just generally speaking, like finding, um, whatever kind of place you can engage with your customers is always interesting. So like Facebook groups is one where like a buffer, we have um, a Slack community for our customers and anyone who's interested in kind of chatting with us really. Uh, so that's been super, super interesting. I think we've discovered some really great insights from that on like what we should build. We have an amazing team member taking care of that. Um, and a lot of our teammates also trying to kind of come in and, and really kind of bridge that, that gap between sometimes you might have between your customers and, and your team um, so you know be it with like Facebook groups or a Slack community or any kind of place where you can have a closer conversation with your customers I, I think you should definitely go for it yeah I'm, I'm actually a member of the uh, the Buffer Slack uh, chat um, and it's it's really useful it's hard trying to keep up with it all day because there's so many messages isn't there all day <laughs> in all different channels um, but it's great because obviously you've got dedicated channel to you know social media or or writing, which is what I'm interested in. So it's it's been cool getting some insights into that actually. Wow, that's awesome! Super cool to hear you there. And yes, there's definitely a great amount of engagement in there. I'll um I'll include a link to the the Slack group uh, in the description below for anyone that wants to join that. Um, but obviously, Buffer itself has just kept growing over the years. I guess in line with social media. Do you have any insights as to where the future of Buffer and maybe even social media might be heading? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just of my my own like two cents on that and and my own thoughts. But I think it's interesting to see how 
buffers really come from like a place where it was like a one-to-many channel or social media is now becoming a more like of a one-to-few and like one-to-one kind of channel like you were saying earlier about engagement and um so focusing on engaging and kind of conversation has always started being something that we try to like accommodate with uh, with one of our products that I mentioned called respond um and it I'd say a good image that like our marketing director Kevin uses often is the idea that instead of being a megaphone, social media is now more of a conversation, um, which I, I think I might even have like treated you know Buffer as like a place to like schedule tweets, just just that kind of in the past. Where now what we want is more. Um, kind of less about the timing sometimes I guess especially with like newer algorithms and you know the timing sometimes doesn't really matter on Twitter um, because you'll see like you know what I don't know if you like know that section on Twitter it says like what happened while you were awake and I think so it's more about the engagement we all, with the algorithms like you'll see more engagement on posts that were more high quality um, so where I personally see um, and where I can see that this is kind of already going is that posting high quality content will be more important. So I think that we're going to try to focus on that, on helping people um, craft good content, have good images and, and kind of build those interactions as opposed to like, you know, what's the optimal time for timing basically. Sure. And do you kind of have like a recommendation of how often a business should be posting a day or, or is it like you say, you should be focusing more on quality rather than quantity? Yeah, definitely, definitely quality rather than quantity. And and it is tricky to kind of make a blanket statement. And I'm no social media manager myself. I'd say that, you know, not necessarily like a huge amount of time, but we've got some really good articles. I'll, I'll, I'll send them your way. Um, our social media managers have like done a really great job at like trying to um, help people like find the sweet spot for them based on like each platform. Um, but I'd say maybe less rather than more um, and like focusing on, on having quality content for sure. Sure. Um, those articles sound great, and I'll make sure to include links to them below in the description as well. Um, so I guess moving away from kind of what you guys do at Buffer, if we can come back to the the culture you mentioned earlier, and if you could explain that a little bit more to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I am very biased about that, that aspect. I think that's definitely one of the things that attracted me to joining Buffer the, the most um, was like the focus on the culture part. Um yeah, so when I meet someone that I've never met before that doesn't know anything about the buffer culture, um, I I kind of like start with explaining how like the transparency is changing the way we work every day. So I think like our transparent salaries is definitely you know a starting point and something that we've gotten like some you know, good press about, which is super interesting. But I think just the transparency aspect of buffer is something that helps us um, do things slightly differently. So on top of having like all the transparency, um, all the salaries known by everyone um, at buffer and, and outside, we also have a transparent email system that's super interesting for kind of um, knowing what's going on about um, in the team. And uh, a transparency is super, super strong with us. It, it's definitely a guiding principle. And then the like strong focus on positivity is one that like usually shocks people when we explain like the conversations we have and how we disagree and how we can go about that um it's super interesting to see how people react to it i think that's really what makes it quite special for me yeah it, it was quite refreshing when i was uh looking over the buffer website before speaking to you uh because there's a lot of talk about transparency like you say but also diversity equality productivity happiness gratitude personal development you know all of the things that keep employees happy and, and mentally well and a company working well together um, and 
you know, I think a lot of companies probably put this on their website and talk about it and talk a big game, but it's nice that your company is actually doing it and you can you can vouch for that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no one's perfect and no company's perfect. And, and I, what I really enjoy is the fact that we're striving for those things, that this is really what we um, what we want. And I think that we all have an agreement that this is what we want. And I think that's such a really, like, a good starting point. It doesn't mean that we, like, each of us are perfect, that, like, you know, we have, like, 10 values that... Um, that are really, really strong for us. And doesn't mean that like all of us are good at all of 10 of them or that the company every day makes decisions that um, that really to all of them. But we try, I think we try to like, every time we make a decision to ask ourselves like, okay, but how does it relate to our values? Like, um, would we be okay with sharing that outside? So the transparency keeps us definitely um, on our toes, I think. Sure, and yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of a learning process, isn't it? Like you say, no one's perfect. Um, so I mean, do, do you feel like the culture is constantly changing and adapting towards that perfection yeah absolutely and and more recently we've really kind of um gone back to a place where we now focus like not necessarily always on the like progress of the product that that's something that's important for us but more from like a, um, making it more simple making it more, more smooth for customers instead of like adding more features and then on, on the flip side that allows us to, like really focus on the users and the team and the personal growth so yeah that's great. And how do Buffer go about hiring people remotely? Yeah, so that's a really good question. We do hiring the same way we work. So we try to assess people the same way we would um, assess them or work with them every day. So we never meet people and we we meet people in person uh, once in a while, but that's not going to be how they work every day. So um, most of our interviews are done with um, using Zoom and um, and we do a lot of things that are like written because that's a lot of our communication every day is written. So that's kind of how, how we go about hiring is trying to like use the same methods as we would if we were working with a person every day. Yeah, so do you get to meet the, the rest of the team at Buffer often? Yeah, we meet about once a year um, with the whole team. And then I try to meet um, team members as as much as I can as well to kind of try traveling the world and trying to see um, to see them regularly. It's been super interesting um, to like meet people in person. You know, after working with with some of them for a couple of months, never having met them and just kind of talking on Slack or or in Zoom, and then all of a sudden you meet you like you know obviously you're slightly slightly different, but it's, it's super interesting. Sure. So do you work fully remotely yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the whole company is entirely remote. We don't have any offices. We have a few clusters of people there and there. So say you know, places like London or New York um, have a few more folks. But otherwise, yeah, we, um, we're all entirely remote. So whereabouts are you based? Um, I'm in Montpellier in the south of France. I used to be based in London and just recently moved back to my, my roots, France. <laughs> what made you make the move back? Um, it's an interesting question. I think that... Th- Buffer really allows us, us as teammates to to live where we feel the happiest. Um, and I think after I spent five years in London, absolutely loved that city. I think after a while, I kind of realized that that wasn't necessarily where I felt the best. Um, and the South of France and Montpellier was was definitely my kind of um, yeah my my favorite place in the world. So I just really love that I had the opportunity to even think about that and think it doesn't matter where I work. Okay, so where, where do I really want to go? And that was kind of the um, decision I made to move back. Sure, yeah, because I'm from London myself and uh, the the rent prices are one thing that can scare people off, right? I think if you, if you can have the option to work from wherever you want in the world, London's not always the most economic choice to choose. 
That is true. Um, we try to pay attention to that with our, our, our salary formula, which I do like um, pay attention to like where people are based and, and adapt to that. I think London has also a very, very hectic um, way of, of, of living. I mean, obviously, it's everyone's like, choice to like, live one way or another. I think I had found that for me, it had become maybe a little bit um, stressful and like, not necessarily aligned with how I felt like I wanted to like, spend my day sometimes. So. Yeah, I think I think the London commute and everyone running around in suits in the mornings is one of the most stressful things I've ever had to go through. So <laughs> I try and avoid it where I can. Um, but yeah, you, you've obviously had a pretty varied career history yourself. I, I saw you worked for IBM and then WeWork and now obviously Buffer. What made you make that switch between industries to land where you are now? Yeah, I guess um, the kind of common thread for me has always been like... Um, being interested in like psychology and HR so it actually came back to like um in high school I was interested in psychology I discovered like HR as a field and I had no clue at all but um then kind of like worked um and like studied business economics and 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 labor law and things like that kind of I guess following the checklist of what a good HR person should be um and then I worked as a recruiter um at IBM while I was doing my master's so that was like definitely my goal for me was like working in HR but then kind of landed on um Something funny which was in the startup world um, a friend of mine brought me to a, a startup weekend uh, which is an event that uh, brings people together to help them um, help them with entrepreneurship and kind of getting things started um, I got I went to one of those events and got completely completely in awe of um, of startups and entrepreneurship and um, building communities so I started working with that organization actually so that's when I moved to London so it was a bit of a a switch because then the whole like HR field was super useful in, in my day-to-day work but still completely different from what I was doing like, helping organize events and stuff uh, so it was more like me following my heart with just going following and helping um, entrepreneurship and um, and kind of building communities in Europe then I guess from there I stayed for three years with Startup again amazing amazing um, team of volunteers and um it was an incredible experience. Then moved on to, to WeWork, as you mentioned. And that was more um, me really wanting to like experience a little bit of a high growth um, company. And that was super fun as well because there wasn't much like when I joined, I think I was the first like London employee. And that was really tricky because it was kind of like, okay, we don't really know what we don't know. So like, let's get it, get it started. Um, starting from, from, from scratch, like that was super, super fun as well. And like being part of a super high growth company, like we work was super interesting and tons of learnings in the end with also from an HR perspective. So um, I think, you know, going to Buffer was a little bit of like circling back to those two things for me like the startup world but also the like HR and kind of company culture aspect that I always had in the back of my mind as a thread of kind of wanting to do better there so it's a little bit of a silver lining that I managed to kind of get both both things working together for me. Sure so would you say your big passion is people? Yeah absolutely working with people and um people and also like there's a weird twist to it which is kind of like efficiency and productivity um which very very suitable for for working at buffer but um i've always been really passionate also about like making like things more efficient so that people can free up more time for themselves or for their family or for their like you know pet projects um so yeah that's kind of like those two things i think for me is like the people and the productivity and efficiency kind of side yeah i think it's it's so important nowadays because you know, working hours are increasing at a corporate company. And I think it's it's good that there's companies such as Buffer that are 
you know, putting the focus back on work-life balance and letting people see their families more than they were before and side projects and, and that kind of thing. It's it's nice to see that shift and be part of that shift, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And be part of a company that really supports that. I, I feel incredibly grateful for being in a company where this is something that, that you can definitely share with someone. So you could definitely talk to a colleague and say, hey, you know, I don't really feel like I've had like much time to like see my family these days or I feel like I really want to like focus on, on that and that or that project is really important to me. Like there's definitely so many discussions that are like that I feel more free to have about my personal life at Buffer than that I just really feel like it frees a whole part of my brain to be able to like share that and, and know that we feel supported. Sure. Well, that that's great. And it was great to hear more on your own story and also on a distributed company that is getting it right. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. Was there anything else you wanted to say to our listeners? Um, no, I think we're all good. Thank you so much, George.